0: Alright, welcome back to episode Sans with Sans quatorze of Lay, VOTP, the voice of the people, the podcast about sense, no sense, and nonsense. Man, I almost forgot that. Here, I've got the stuff, and you can too, if and only if you have an open mind and the ability to listen. So let's jump right into things. Working out today, here is the set list. Let's begin with Dead Men by St. Phoenix, Dancing in the Minefields by Andrew Peterson, I Want You Break Free, Remastered, 2011 edition by Queen, When the World Breaks Your Heart by the Google Dolls, Gotta Be Somebody, Nickelback, man, throwbacks Hey throwbacks, Charm Life by Joy Williams, Old Days, 2002 Remastered by Chicago, All I Need by Matt Carney, If you have not heard this song, listen to it. The ending is absolutely beautiful. Must Have Done Something Right by Reliant K. Lonely Heart by Dragonette. I really like that song by her. That might be my favorite. Then going to Roar by Katy Perry. I forgot that I like this song. But every now and then, it's okay to hear. Every now and then, it's okay. Then we go to Things Can Only Get Better by Howard Jones. Everywhere remastered by Fleetwood Mac. Another hit of showmanship with Albert Jr.? Albert (laughs) Jr. in the struts. And then ending it off with Lionel. Do you remember? Demo by Phil Collins. The man. The man. So, that was a pretty good workout today. I I also got a little maybe I'm working out too hard. I got a little sick this time around, but made it through, made it through. And let's get into the topics today because as uh you know what I talked about yesterday, Breaking Bad. I still want to talk about it because I finished the series yesterday also watched El Camino, and I have to talk about it, it's it's one of those shows where I'm lucky I was able to binge it and not watch it over, I think, a 10 year period, you know, you watch season by season, episode by episode, and you gotta wait the time to get to the next episode, I had the luck of binging it, and I just could not stop, it it was such a roller coaster ride and I enjoyed probably like 95 98% of it. So I talked about the characters yesterday. Not sure if I did the best job just because my notes are kind of everywhere. So I'm going off of like multiple devices and sometimes I don't remember or I don't. See all my notes at one time, so I might get a little scrambled. But yesterday was the characters. Today, I'm just gonna be breaking down Breaking Bad, and giving you the best moments or the best moments that I thought was in the show. Asterisks here. I'm not sure if all these moments are gonna be later on in the season because I'm not sure where my notes began. But these are the things that I remembered the most. So let's. Get down to it. And I'm just going to kind of list these things. I might jabber on a little bit about each one a little bit, but I also might just list them out. So I believe Saul said having a conscious gets expensive. Saul says a lot of things. Sometimes the majority of them are funny. But some of them are very meaningful. And that one was, I don't know, just one that stuck out with me. Then, there are many types of prisons. I like that. So like, when Walt, everybody thinks that Walt is just scared of going to jail. Or any of the characters just going to jail. But there's many types of Terrible situations. I mean, take Jesse for example, when he gets taken by that really evil group of people towards the end of the series, and he gets basically treated like an animal. So there's lots of different types of prisons. I absolutely loved Walt's Why Me speech. I believe that was in the beginning of the show. Or maybe like somewhere in the middle. And the writing for the show is just awesome. And I mean, you writing is a good portion of everything. But then the actors have to deliver it right. And man, everybody was on point here. Everybody was on point. Uh, another quote, being the rock takes everything you've got like that, facing death has to change a person, right, I think that is probably one of the main focuses of the show, I think Walt, when he got his diagnosis, you, you make decisions, and, I, I, It's kind of hard. I don't know if he made the wrong decision or the right decision. I think in the beginning, I think a lot of times, not just Walt, but a lot of people, they make a decision that they think has all the good intentions in the world, and then it just spirals out of control. And I think that this is the perfect show for this. And it it just shows how just... Stuff piles and piles and piles, and then lies and lies and lies. They just add up and add up and add up, and you just find yourself in a world that you can't control anymore. Um, then Hank's speech about green lights to the hospital. This was so nice when he's just talking about how when he was going to the hospital that morning when he got the diagnosis that he had cancer that to get to the hospital he did not hit a single red light and he was just saying how it's funny that he didn't just get a few more seconds before he went in there and found out the bad news it's just so great so great uh I think I touched about this the previous episode Hank with his talk or you know his uh, basic conclusion that he's not the man that he always thought he was when Jesse's in the hospital and he gives his speech or his rant I guess he was super angry yelling at Walt and he was not in a good spot The only thing I thought was weird with that whole thing is that he gave such a dramatic speech and then within a couple minutes he reversed what he was talking about. That was the one thing that was kind of weird. But then again, he was on the steps to fixing yourself. Uh, Not really sure what those steps are. I guess it's like acceptance, depression, so forth and so forth, so... I guess he got to the forgiveness stage. And that was that. Yeah, open up the door. They want to go out. Go, go. But don't leave it open. Please. Thank you. It's closed. All the cats were in here and then they wanted to leave. So, um all right, where was I, what I, uh, the, the thing about good guys never get ink like the bad guys do, I mean, that's just so true, I mean, just look at the media now, everything is just shock value, and, ooh, the worst villains are the worst terrorists or whoever the worst people get the big headlines that's that's how it works it's so annoying uh no more half measures by mike can't go halfway you gotta go you just don't do it or you gotta go all the way and then walt when he says i saved your life jesse are you willing to save mine that was big and then a couple funny moments the scabby lasagna Scene was just hilarious. <laughs> um. And um. When Saul. Suggests to give Hank a trip to Belize. Man. He has a lot of scenes. But that one. That that scene was particularly funny to me. Uh The wife counting down. The days till the cancer returns. That uh. I mean, that's, that's terrible. It just says it all. I mean, they just hit, they hit a spot to where she can't take it anymore, and that pretty much just sums it up. Uh, later in the series, marking trees is better than chasing monsters. I thought that, I thought that that was really nice, and I also thought that it was kind of symbolic. It's like, obviously marking, he's marking who he's going after, I believe this was Hank, and he was saying how he should have, he should have, um, enjoyed the time at that job, because it was a job that didn't involve, like, all this hideous work, all these, all these terrible people, And I would say Walt is a marked tree. Walt and Jesse. And a ton of other people in this series. Uh, When Walt and Jesse hug, it's just so nice. It's... (sighs) Overall, this show, it had a great premise. But more importantly, the great characters. I mean, the characters are what hold it together. And I just find it funny. It's like nowadays watching shows in film, as I've gotten older, the action scenes are the bonus. They're, it's like that's the bonus points. The real gold is in the conversations. And this show had excellent writing, excellent actors and actresses, an excellent direction, too. It was great. And then I will end it off with the quote by Walt I did it for me. Throughout the series, he always said what he was doing was always for his family. But in the end, when his wife says, I'm sick of you saying that, before she gets that out, he says, I did it for me. And that's it. That's Breaking Bad. I th- I thought it was awesome. So awesome that I watched El Camino. Right after finishing the series. And it was pretty good. It's really odd knowing that. That movie. Was made. Over 10 years. Uh, from the end. Of the actual series. That. It amazes me. Breaking Bad was done it. In like. 2003 or something? That is unbelievable because it holds up. It's it's so good. Uh, El Camino was okay. I would say if you're a huge fan of Breaking Bad, you want to see some cameos, you want to see all the characters back together again, you're going to have a good time with this. Is it necessary? I don't think so. I think when you're watching the series and you get to the end, you kind of know a little bit of, like, where things end off. I guess this gives a little bit more closure to Jesse's part of it. And, obviously, it's it's nice to know where he ends up, obviously, but it's... I think it's, a. Uh, I liked where the series ended. I didn't I don't think I needed this movie. However, if we're gonna have a movie and there's a bunch of crap movies coming out nowadays, this is a movie that at least is done well and it has everything that Breaking Bad had. So it's a it's definitely above average and it's it sums up the show, like it sums it up pretty good. I can't see how they would do anything more with it. Uh, I mean, they had a hell of a lot of cameos in there. And by cameos, I mean, like, Jesse's the main character, but they also had... uh, They had Mike in there for one. They had Walt in there for one. Uh, They had uh, Badger and Skinny, which, I mean... I mentioned it yesterday, but when Skinny tells Jesse that he's his hero and gives him pretty much the support that he needed, it's that's the conversations I'm talking about. That's the character-driven content I'm talking about where just for that scene, the movie is worth it. Just for that scene. (sighs) Trying to think, trying to think. Now I'm like, as a constructive, I'm trying to be constructive a bit. It's a two hour movie. If you're going to make a movie, I think they definitely patted it out a little bit. I think it, it feels long. And if that's what they were going for, I guess. But I highly doubt that anybody else is really going to truly complain. I think that everybody who sees this is obviously going to be people to have seen the show. I think it would be a very weird movie if you did not see the show. Um, so it was I recommend it. I recommend it if you've seen the show. If you, again, if you haven't it might be a little confusing but it's still well made. It's still well made. So go check out El Camino and again The scene with Skinny is the best scene of the movie. It's so nice, man. I wish I had best buddies like that. Or, uh, you know, I think everybody wishes that you have one or two friends that you could go to no matter what. And I mean, Jesse is in the shit all the time. Drugs, cops, nearly getting everybody killed. If your friends stick by you in that, that means you have a very nice life, especially with the people around you, at least on that part of it. And now let's get to the Disney movie of the day, and now I gotta talk fast because I don't want to go over 20 minutes. I watched Lilo and Stitch yesterday. (sighs) I'm, I'm like half in and half out of this movie. I remember when I watched it the first time I did not like it because they're I think they're following kind of the emperor's new Gro- the emperor's new groove. They're trying to go for that awkward humor strange story combination and it's just kind of weird. They they try to do all these meaningful message messages about family and uh no one gets left behind. But then, all around that is just chaos. It's it's. There's every character is really loud, really obnoxious. All the aliens, at least, and there's quite a bit of them. Uh, I think Lilo is cute. Obviously, I think Stitch is a really cool character, just as a character. But I. <sighs> Like all these characters have like different things that they could do, and you know when you're talking to aliens, like the rules just don't apply anymore. There's just so much stuff that could happen, and and it's 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 a little bit too much. I will say I'm a little disappointed that they had to take out a scene because of, I guess, what's going on with the door. I know. I got a McFlurry waiting for me, so I got to hurry up. Okay. Yeah. Chirp wanted to come back in. See, somebody likes my content. See, right? You like my content. Um. Yeah, I, I don't really know. I, I'll have to read into this a little bit more, but I believe they took out a scene where they're in an airplane and they're trying to land it and, you know, they're, they're crashing it down and I believe something happened in real life to where there was a terrible crash or something with the airplanes. And they took it out of the movie and I don't know. I like I understand why people like for sensitivity reasons they take it out, but I don't know what that does for anybody. I like I I really don't know. So like what what exactly is the time frame to when you could have airplanes back in movies? Like I like like what's the time frame? Like is it 10 years later that you could have a airplane in a movie or something? <sighs> like it baffles me when they make decisions like this, especially when they had it done. And it's a cool scene because the airplane starts to land and they start they're in a city and they're basically flying sideways and they take out the landing tires and they're basically landing the plane on the sides of the building while they're flying sideways. I mean, that's badass. And they take it out. Um, Another weird thing, I don't understand the whole Elvis. I'm a fan of Elvis, but I don't understand the whole obsession with Elvis in that movie it's it's strange it's it's odd I I don't know I I don't know what it is uh I think it needed if it had well the Hawaiian music was good I like that stuff that stuff fit the movie but I don't think I think it needed some classic Disney charm with original with original music Um, and these characters would have been perfect for it. You get, like, Silly Stitch, you get Lilo, you get Nani, and the other aliens. I did like that one alien, the little skinny guy. I thought that he was really funny. Um, besides that, I don't know. Like, I don't think I would pick this movie over my favorite Disney movies, my favorite handful. I don't I think it's I think it's all over the place and I don't think it knows what it wanted to do. It's trying to be super serious and then I, all the other times it's like so overblown that it, it's almost irritating. I will say that I don't that I had a slight headache yesterday, so who knows if that was playing a factor into it, but it's all right. If you want creativity, the creativity is really nice. Because, again, you're playing with aliens that they did make rules for them. But, come on, aliens are just cool and you get all these cool creatures that that we don't uh, usually see here on Earth. So, eh, I don't know. I think it's a miss for me. But go check out Lilo and Stitch. I mean, if you're going to watch an animated movie, you can't go wrong with Disney. Even if they do fall off the boat a little bit, their animation is still top-notch. And this has been episode 14 of Les VOTP. Have a good night.